Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Now it's time to take a sports break. A look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to this sports break, the January 16th edition, as we will talk about some of the greatest athletes in their milestone moments that occurred on January 16th and talk about the uniform numbers that they would have wore when that happened. So before we get into that, let's make sure you're aware of our newsletter. We have a newsletter each and every day, 6.30 a.m. It comes out to your email inbox, and it's so easy to sign up for. Go to the show notes of this very podcast or the top of jerseydispatch.com and sign up for emails now. Now let's get to those uniform numbers for January 16th. The numbers are 6, 84, 9, 22, 24, 32, 30, 12, 31, and number 13. January 6, 1905, going in the Wayback Machine. And it's at the Stanley Cup series of that 1905 era. The games were played at Days Arena in Ottawa, Ontario. The Ottawa Senators routed Dawson City from the Yukon 23-2 for a 2-0 series sweep. It's the most lopsided challenge playoff game in history. In a series, Frank McGee scored a remarkable 14 goals in that, in that, I don't know if that'll ever be repeated in a Stanley Cup series. That's quite a few goals there. Now, January 16, 1952, Stan Musial and the U.S. Standard Board gave the okay on his salary to be raised to 85 grand. The St. Louis Cardinal outfielder, who wore number six on his uniform, received the pay increase in the pay of $35,000 after a new salary stabilization policy was announced. The government decided that the club's payroll and not the individual player would be the measuring stick in the regulated formula and that really set history and really set it on the course that it's, we're seeing in today's results. January 16, 1955, the fifth NFL Pro Bowl game was played at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, and the Western Conference defeated the Eastern Conference 26-19. The most valuable player of that game was number 84, Billy Wilson of the San Francisco 49ers, who played wide receiver. And on January 16, 1960, Right wing, Gordie Howe of the Detroit Red Wings, wearing the number nine on his sweater, scored an assist and a goal to move into the top spot in the NHL's all-time leading scorer category. In his 888th game, his 947 career points slid him past Maurice Richard of Montreal. January 16, 1962, it was Bob Pettit who registered an NBA All-Star Game record 27 rebounds in a game as the West team defeated the East 150-130. Pettit represented the St. Louis Hawks that season and wore the number 9 on his jersey. 
Speaking of the NBA, how about 1963 on the 16th of January and a man named Bill Russell who wore number six with the Boston Celtics. Well, he was named the most valuable player of the NBA All-Star game that year as the East won the game 115-108. Two years later, in 1965, it was the fourth American Football League All-Star Game at Jepsum Stadium in Houston, and the Western Division defeated the Eastern Division 38-14. Now, there were two most valuable players selected, one on offense, one on defense. The offensive one belongs to Los Angeles Chargers running back, number 22, Keith Lincoln, and on defense, Denver Broncos defensive back, number 24, Willie Brown. And speaking about Browns, well, there was a Cleveland Brown that ended up winning the most valuable player of the 1966 uh, NFL Pro Bowl. And this is uh, January 16th of that year. And Jim Brown was his name. He wore the famous number 32. And he was that most valuable player in the NFL's version of the All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl. On January 16th, 1966, that same day, Chicago Blackhawks right wing Bobby Hull, who wore number 9, scored 4 goals in his 17th career hat-trick in a 6-5 loss to the New York Rangers. He became the first player in team history to score 300 goals. Meanwhile, across town, Chicago is granted an NBA franchise on January 16, 1966, and they would soon call themselves the Bulls. They became the third NBA franchise in the city after the Chicago Stags in the late 40s and the Chicago Packers slash Zephyrs, uh, who now have become the Washington Wizards, uh, also moved and packed out of there. Now, January 16, 1968, the 21st NHL All-Star Game. The Maple Leaf Gardens, the Toronto Maple Leafs, defeated the All-Stars 4-3. Most valuable player of the game was selected was Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender number 30, Bruce Gamble. In 1972, on the 16th of January, we had Super Bowl VI at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. It was the Dallas Cowboys defeating the Miami Dolphins 24-3. Most valuable player selected was Dallas quarterback number 12, Roger Staubach. In 1982, on January 16th, Edmonton's rookie goaltender, Grant Fuhrer, number 31 on his sweater, had his 23-game unbeaten streak end with a 7-1 Oilers defeat in Toronto. January 16, 2019, the records were set in bunches in the Golden State Warriors versus the New Orleans Pelicans game. In the first quarter, Golden State broke two franchise records. Get this, they had 10 three-point field goals on the way to a best 51 points in a period. Now, Golden State guard Steph Curry, number 30, became the first NBA in player in history to hit eight or more three-point field goals in three consecutive games. Now Curry went nine of 17 from beyond the arc in the Warriors 147-140 victory over New Orleans that day. And there was yet another record when the two teams combined for a record 43 three-point field goals in that contest. Yeah, a lot of rain coming from beyond the arc. And finally, we got to January 16, 2019. The Houston Rockets guard number 13, James Harden, became the first player to score 55 or more points in back-to-back -back NBA games since Wilt Chamberlain did it back in 1962. Yep, Harden scored 58 points in the 145-142 overtime loss to the Brooklyn, who 
remarkably, he would be playing for the next season. He went 18 games with 30-plus points for the Rockets in 2019. So that is your sports history for this January 16th. Your little sports break, so you can take some time from whatever you're doing today. Hope you're enjoying a holiday if you have it. If not, if you're working, well, hang in there and listen to some more podcasts. we got plenty of them over at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Thousands of hours of download, family-friendly, and boy, are you going to like listen to all these different genres of sports history with these great hosts and guests that appear on some great stories of sports history. Also, you can go to our websites, pigskindispatch.com and jerseydispatch.com for all your great sports history. Until tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.